What's going on on this Friday night, February 11th? Yes, this is Darren McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup champion, coming to you. Oh, I'm acting my echoing out here. That's uh, that's that's ridiculous. Anyways, uh, why is that, Dorch? Hey, oh, look at me, Dorch. Why is that? So You're all the way in Houston, it is So Dorch. It was you a little board modification, and Brandon Blake made it. He made a Thank great you, board Brandon Blake. Anyways, uh. Sorry about that, Poor folks. Church. This is the Enforcer Show. It's a Friday night, February 11th. How do I know that? Because happy birthday out there to Aunt Jackie, if you're listening. And tomorrow, happy 18th birthday to uh, Grayson Rose McCarty. 18th birthday, Sean the baby. Wow. Is, yes. Yes. So moving on. And I wanted to start there. Uh, some highlights. But uh, I'm going to take this real serious and real personal for for you and I, especially right now in the WJR family, because uh, earlier today it was brought to uh, our attention about a former colleague and, I mean, for you and I, a voice of this radio station, a voice of Michigan football, you know, for me, a golf buddy for a lot of years, but uh, who am I talking about? And talking about WJR's very own Frank Beckman, who um, it is, I I don't want to do a disservice, um, all I know is that I'll chip in with a few Frank stories that about what I loved about Frank. Uh, but Sean, will you, will you give the listeners, uh, again, joined as always by my partner in crime, Sean Belegian, Eric Dorch messing up from Texas. He's with us from Texas. Well, we got Brandon Blake on the ones and twos. Be good to see you. See you there. Thanks. Eric, I'll take nice. the blame for this. That was me. I'm sorry. A lot going on in between shows. Well, there it was you, not there Eric's fault. I'm a There's team a guy. lesson to be learned that there, Dorch. That's how you own something. See, that's and, and accountability. B, right? That's another it. reason to love Brandon Blake. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, B, that's the whole thing about falling down, getting back up. And I just I wanted to make sure it wasn't. But uh, yeah, now we move on and we move forward and just tell Uncle Mitch that I said thanks for letting uh, you come down and play with us a little bit. But um, all seriousness, Sean. Uh, Report came out, but can you elaborate on on this for the people that yeah, because they want to hear this too? Yeah, Mac, uh, you know our, our old friend and a guy that so many of us grew up with, uh, Frank Beckman is is suffering from uh, vascular dementia. It's a rare and untreatable brain disease. He he's had a tough go uh, the last few months, according to his wife uh, Karen. He suffered a stroke. In October, he was hospitalized for uh, about five weeks. And in December, he was transferred to hospice. And he's had um, four more strokes since then. So um, according to his wife and a story that appeared in the Detroit News today, uh, the doctors uh, don't expect him to last until Monday. And uh, you and I were talking about this before the show um, you know, the, the younger generation all knows Frank Beckman. And, you know, I think we've all had the opportunity to work with him. Um, but here's a guy he called Michigan football. He called the Detroit Tigers on the radio and television. He called the Detroit Lions. And he did a show in the early 80s called Sports Rap that was really one of the originals in the city of Detroit. And I'm serious when I say this, so many of us have been touched or influenced by Frank Beckman. I remember vividly driving in my car with my father, Darren, to uh, something that you can relate to, to to hockey and, and listening and thinking it was 
the coolest thing on earth. Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. I could talk about sports one day on the radio. Are, are you kidding me? I remember just thinking that was, like, so cool. And this is, you know, years before the fan came to town. And, you know, later it was the Sunday sports album, which was such a special show, as you remember. But, you know, Frank was is an originator. There's no doubt about that. And, of course, many, many years hosting a uh, very popular show here on our station. So, yes, indeed, a lot of friends and family here at the station are, uh, are, are hurting over this news and certainly thoughts and prayers with the entire Beckman clan. I think you just toggled something in my brain, Sean, because when we talk about – and. And we're the same age, uh, so entering in the 50th year or 51st year, either or, but haven't been around, where WJR has been a staple in our lives. Because I said to you before we started, you know, this is sort of like, wow, now I know how my dad felt when J.J. McCarthy passed away. Like Frank Beckman, but even more to that, Sean, was Frank Beckman, you're right. Because as much as I complain about having to listen to WJR and listen to news news talk radio, right? Frank Beckman made it was either be one of the first ones that talked sports on there, whether it be the broadcast or had an opinion and going, wait a sec, this is my dad's station and there's some interest in there. So he was one of those earlier voices that kept that. The one thing about Frank Beckman that I guess I really respect is Frankie always knew where you stood, right? Frank wasn't afraid of confrontation and, and more than people, I think he didn't enjoy confrontation, but he wasn't afraid of it because he would, he would back for what he said, but he was able to cross so many different parallels. Like you said, not just the sports parallel, but the politics which was his bag to the everyday talk to his talk show, to the connection to every year where I would look forward. And this is where it's going to really hit me is during Sparky's golf tournament or catch golf tournament or wherever he's out broadcasting that I'm used to having a conversation with them every year and getting out and golfing with them. That's not going to happen anymore. And mm -hmm. to say, to say the least is just that, you know what, do you have people I guess that have influenced, like when I talk about WJR and we all know that uncle Paul, Paul W Smith is one of my accountability meters because of such good friends. He was with my dad. And, you know, he's one of those people that I got to act right around like, uh, like Ted, Ted Lindsay, or like really knows and cares about me like a family friend, but that's always been apparent. And I guess maybe the influence that Frank Beckman had is more under the surface and one of those people that it takes you longer in life till something happens when you reflect back and go, wow, maybe he had a bigger influence than I thought. So Darren McCarty to Frank Beckman and, and not only prayers and stuff, but thank you, you know, for not only, you know, for, for disagreeing, for, for agreeing, for arguing, but just for being Frank Beckman. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what I want to take for that is, is just, I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, and I think that's some of the things that I've learned and look, look at, there's a hockey guy on the most, most uh, Republican uh, radio station in Michigan that covers everything else. And I couldn't be prouder. And it's because guys like Frank Beckman have paved the wave like that. Well said, you know, yeah. the thing about Frank that blew my mind is, is how 
well-rounded he is. I, he he knows yep. something about it. Like Max, seriously, this is just a, a quick note. When when I finally had the opportunity to call a game in the National Hockey League, Frank like reached out to me and he was like, "That was great. That was awesome. That was fantastic." And then he proceeded to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes. Like yeah. it was like, I, and I'm going. Like, and you know as well as I do, it, only nerds like us, right? And and right. I can include Eric and, and Blake in that. Only nerds like us know what's happening elsewhere around the league and stuff like that. But, like, he, he literally was talking about it. He was like, man, I wish I always called hockey. He, he was a big hockey fan, as I'm sure that you know. And yeah. he was one of the – he could talk to you about everything. He really could. And I, I like what he said when he retired. He, he said – this wasn't my job. This was my life. This is this mm-hmm. is who I became and and what I am today and everything. And uh, truer words were not spoken. And I think that that's a great example. I want to hear from uh, Eric because uh, you know you you've been around Frank and stuff like this. What I, I was something? I was very fortunate actually. The job I got hired into originally was to be Frank's call screener for the first month or two because his producer was going out of town and had some stuff. So I got to meet Frank immediately getting into this industry and uh, eyes were very wide because, you know, growing up outside doing yard work with my dad on Saturdays, he'd have the radio on Michigan football. We'd be listening to Frank Beckman. So I knew the voice first time hearing the voice, the eyes were very wide and he, he couldn't have been nicer. He was, I worked with him for many years off and on in different areas and every, in every break he would be conversational and so much fun. And like Sean said, he, he just seemed to know a little bit of everything. I, you know, I have the same story. He was doing an interview, wasn't really familiar with what they were talking about. He spent five minutes reading up on it. And then he had a conversation with this person and you would never have known that he was just figuring it out five minutes for And he was just, he was on it at all times. If a microphone was on, Frank was, you know, right there, ready to go. And he was such a, such a great person to be around. How about you, Double B? I only had the chance to meet Frank one time because when I started, it was right before COVID when I was still an intern with Mitch. But I met him one time and just in the hallway, he was just a larger than life, like personality, just the way he walked and the way he carried himself. It was, he was just, you could tell that, you know, he was larger than life. So absolutely. That's a great way to take it to the break here. And uh, all our thoughts and prayers on the enforcer show go out to Frank Beckman and his family in this time of need. And all I can say is on behalf of all of us, thank you. This is the enforcer show, Darren McCarty, WJR. From the golden tower of the Fisher building. This is the Darren McCarty Show with Sean Belegian and Red Wings legend Darren McCarty on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Welcome back here, a Friday night. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm 760 WJR. Um, if you're interested in the Frank Beckman sto- uh, story, thank you for, for the caller to bring this up and remind me. WJR retweeted it, but it's a DetroitNews.com story, correct, Sean? Yeah, uh, DetroitNews.com and WGR.com has a story up right now. And uh, uh, just about 25 minutes ago, we tweeted out, uh, tonight we pray for our friend and his family. So uh, certainly um, thoughts and prayers are, are with the entire Beckman clan once again. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what? Let's uh, – let's. Uh, you want to switch gears here and take this up a little bit uh 
a bit more of a hold on. I'm trying to. Okay. Uh, anyway, sorry for the uh, sorry for the dead air. That would be Darren dead air right there. Just trying to move on, but uh, wouldn't be a Friday night. We're gonna kick this up, and uh, this one will be a tribute to Mr. Beckman. Gotta go to my boy from Shelby Township. Yes, you know him as Mr. Positive Greg from Shelby. What's up, Mr. Positive? How are you on this Friday night in February? Hey, I've got to say it, Warriors. Take hold of that vision that comes from above, but temper your destiny with peace, truth, and love. That's to you, Francis Q. Beckman. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm going to start crying, so bear with me. Um, The man's meant a lot to me. He helped put me on the map. DMAC, my God, you could tell in his voice the way he loved you at the golf outings, the way you and him back and forth bantered. The man's reading, as I can see it, he used to say it on the air. He used to read his book when he was going to bed, and he would fall asleep reading the book, like Shawnee B said. He knew about everything. He was a voracious reader. Um, he played uh, golf with my cousin Andy Dillon. My, uh, he was a treasure speaker. I was from Michigan and had great memories with Frank. And, uh, oh, my God. Uh, I, I don't even know where to begin. I was shocked. Well, uh, I think... Greg, I think that, you know, and this is important because I, I, and thank you for the kind words because I felt, because I'm glad that it transferred because I felt the same yes. way every time that I had a conversation, whether it was on the air or off the air with Frank. Right. But I think in these, in these uh, times of trouble, not to quote the Beatles, um, but we have to rejoice and celebrate yes. what people mean to us instead of, and, and here's the lesson. You know, for all of us that we're human beings, so we get away from it. But but we have to uh, come from gratitude and maybe tell these, tell these people how much they mean beforehand and stuff like this. And D-Mac. in the try, tryingest of times, right? Yeah, you, you, you are so spot on. And it, I, I marveled and I love it that you know what to say and the right time to say it. It's something I'll never forget when you said about Stafford, uh, about him looking in the mirror and seeing somebody completely different, knowing, knowing that he can become what he always wanted to be. And it's so fantastic and profound. And I'm, I'm blowing smoke up you, but it's because you know what to say and how to say it. So I, 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 I just, it, 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 you're mind-blowing to me because of you know what to say at the right time. And... Uh, on that note, okay, you, guys, I, 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 you, you say I, the right things at the right time, and it's it's so I love it. You definitely I, are very introspective. Love you guys. Well, thank thank you, Greg. We love you. Thanks, Thanks Sam. Positive. Uh, Brandon, will you please cut that so I can put it on repeat in my wife's head? You got and, it. You know, anything for you, Dmac. See the see the same thing, but to Greg's point. What a great segue into the into the, into the super into the Super Bowl into the Scotty Bowman Fifty Six, but you know to, to everybody out there is that if the, if if this rings a bell that no matter what it gets you to sit back and you know I'm going to talk about this I pretty much opened my my stand up tonight with you know destinations and oasis it's about the journey and certain times of the journey it makes you re- retrospect so um, 
no what ifs and no whatevers. And that's, you know, to that point moving forward, a great, great segue for me, bud, is what Matt Stafford, you know, whether you're for him, whether you're not, and I understand every which way because it's your, it's you as your fandom can go whichever way you want. Um, I see it more as the story of investing 12 years in a human being um, because you enjoy that human being on and off the field, no matter what. And does the human being story outweigh anything else? So whether you're cheering for the Rams or the Bengals or whatever, Greg brought up a great point. When you accomplish things that you've tried to do and put yourself in a new position, it's all about that mirror and that relationship. Matt Stafford, you know, there's two things, Sean, I'm going to go to you with. is let, And let's talk about why the Rams will win. Why the Rams, in my opinion, will win is A, number one, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Sean Robinson, that defense. And I don't think that the hits Joe Burrow's been taking getting sacked. I'd be interested to see what the over-under and sacks are in into the game. But the, that it's the fact that the way he gets hit, He's one hit away from being out. If they lose, if the Bengals lose him, they're done. But it's also, too, Matt Stafford has stepped into a new realm to himself, like Greg said, of looking in the mirror and winning and doing something that he's accomplished. But he's also looked around and realized, I can't do this myself. I No matter how everybody wants to put the spotlight on me, okay, the lights are on me, but it's about us. I feel that more than anything at this point. And how did he get there, Sean? Because he learned. How do you learn? Through failure. So, Detroit Lions fans, if you want, and if the Rams win, which is, I I say he plays within himself, does what he continues to do, and it's a, a Rams team effort, then he's on the field hoisting the trophy and the lessons that he learned with the players that he did, and he survived and moved forward and was able to learn and become better and not be satisfied and put himself in that position. There's one thing to get to that position. You know what this reminds me of? 2002 Stanley Cup Hall of Fame team. Yeah, you're supposed to win, but then you have to do it, right? This is where he set it up. So I think it's because he – the two reasons is because he – continues to play within himself, that team games. McVay puts him in good spots. He makes the throws he needs to make, but the defense is the catalyst. What say you? Well, it's an interesting comparison because because Carolina, if you remember, was the – they've got destiny on their side. They were counted out so many different times, and and I feel that way about the Cincinnati Bengals. I really do. There's something going on. Mojo, call it whatever you want, but there's something going on with this team. And so, Mac, when you when you brought up 2002, I couldn't help but think like Carolina was supposed to be done in the first round. Remember, I mean, the Habs had them on the ropes, if you remember. And then, and then the next thing you know, they 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 get hot, and you know, the the rest is history. And you guys certainly made it history. But um, no, I, I think Matthew Stafford right now is in a great place because he doesn't have to be a superhero. He always had to be a superhero here. And you know what? And again, people are going to take this as a shot, and it just isn't. Some guys aren't superheroes. Some guys are just heroes. And he, he's a hero. He's not a superhero. He, he's, not the, he's not Breeze. He's not Rodgers. He's not Brady. 
he's a good quarterback. And you know what? He's around people that, quite frankly, have made him a better quarterback. You know, I mean, so together it's working out uh, quite well. I'd like to see on the over-under, thank you for this, uh, five and a half sacks, right? Um, which I got to think, unless they're using Jamar Chase, quick screens, T. Higgins, get that ball out Tom Brady style real quick, there's going to be a lot of pressure on it. But Eric, I guess, um, and, and Sean, isn't that analogy the way it is where you look back in different sports, how teams, you know, the Davids and Goliaths, can they get by? I'm not saying Cincinnati, I would be sitting here going, oh, my gosh. Like I did back in the day when the Giants beat New England with the Tyree catch, right? You know what I mean? That was yeah. a 14-point underdog New York Giants that shocked the world, okay? Here it wouldn't be shocked the world, but there is something in this Joe Burrow. Dorch, I'll let you ch- – I'll, I'll let, before we go to break, I'll let you break the tiebreaker. Uh, I'm, I, I, I like Cincinnati in this. Look, Stafford is – uh, made at a at a great career. He's been a prolific passer in this league, and he did it on a team where everybody knew where he was throwing the ball nine times out of ten, and he still managed to complete the pass. He's a great quarterback. He's on a great team. You mentioned that defense for the Rams. Uh, let's not forget the fact that Jalen Ramsey's back there, and he's pretty good at finding the football. Uh, I, I like Joe Burrows and uh, Jamar Chase. I told I told Sean this a couple weeks ago on Sports Wrap. This team is playing like they don't realize they're in the playoffs. They're playing like it's the middle of October. They're out there just taking it one game at a time and having fun, and I like it for that. Uh, I think that Aaron Donald's going to do everything he can to get uh, Burrows on the ground, but I, if they're smart, they've game-planned. This offense seems to be pretty complete. I like the Cincinnati Bengals in this game, and they're only a four-point underdog, so it's not a – these are two very, very – you know, good offenses that are going to be going against each other. That is true. That is true. All right. When we come back, I got a couple questions for the boys that I'd like to uh, get Brandon Blake or uh, Dort to get their pencil out. And I'm talking prop bets. I don't know if you let this is the time of year prop bets. We're going to talk about them. We come back on the Enforcers show here. AM 760 WJR. This is the Darren McCarty show on 760 WJR where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. As we cruise along here on this Friday night talking about the Super Bowl, Stafford, which way it's going to end up. George mentioned the points and things like that. Um, I also was looking at my favorite time. There are two things, and and here's one I want to start here. Is is anybody still excited about commercials? The Super Bowl commercials? No. Does nothing. Okay, no. well, before the game and after the game, I need you to be really excited and watching because I didn't know it was on my bucket list until it was on my bucket list and I got to not, knock it off. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about I'm in a Super Bowl commercial with Kirk Gibson, Barry Sanders, and Mark Bernstein. Uh, and I could, could not be uh, more proud. It's a pretty cool... Commercial I'm back in on commercials. What's that? You're back in. I'm back in on commercials. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, so uh, I know that uh, down in the metro area before, right before the game, or right after the game. So uh, shout out to uh, Mark Bernstein. Uh, got to meet the patriarch, and what can I say? What they've been is I call it like I see it. I love that family. They're great people, and um, yeah, they they got me another bucket list item that I got to to mark off. So uh, along with commercials, prop bets. 
right? Prop mm -hmm. bets. That's uh, are you guys into the prop bets and stuff like this? Oh, love absolutely. I, I I love looking at them all, and you know, I mean, that's the thing that the plethora of things out there. Mac, I mean, places like Points Bet. We're going to be talking to a, a guest from Points Bet in in just a moment. I mean, that that's the beauty of it. I mean, there are so many different things that you can do, not just before the game, but during the game as well. It really is a cool scenario. No, it, it really is, and we're going to be hitting it up with uh, Teddy Greenstein here from Points Bet. Who's you know, I understand that uh, why um, he's trying to find a good spot. He's down at the Waste yeah. Management. In Scottsdale, TPC Scottsdale. You know that one, Eric? That's I know the that one. one. With the, the ruckus uh, crowd on the 16th. That Could you handle like the stadium hole? Could you handle football, the stadium hole? And then on 17th, it's got that drivable par four. Well, I'm not going to talk about it any longer. Let me talk. The guy who's down there been walking around. It's probably 80 degrees, but we're here snowed in. No worries about it. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Who am I talking about? Teddy Greenstein from Points Bet. Thank you for joining us here on the Darren McCarty Show. How you doing today, bud? Man, I'm so good. It took me long enough to get invited on this show. You guys were holding out forever, but I'm thrilled <laughs> to be with you on this glorious uh, Friday afternoon. Well, I'll tell you, it's a tough crowd we got going here. I mean, you got to get up the board. I mean, it's tough enough to get Dortz to return your call, let alone, you know, <laughs> Shawnee B. He's so tough, but we brought you in for the biggest game of the year. Um, did Points Bet got some specials going on? What's the lineup Points Bet the over under at right now? And, and where do you you know, see a lot of the money going. Yeah, that line keeps dancing between four and four and a half, opened at three and a half, quickly shot up. It was weird. It, it, it rose even though we were taking more money on the Bengals. So our traders were clearly wary of a lot of late action on the Rams, certainly some sharps popping in. So last I checked, it was four and a half. I was able to lock it in at four. Quite proud. Uh, I am thinking the Rams here. I mean, both teams have great weapons. I just think the Rams are a lot stronger in the trenches. Um, so we'll see if that bears out. Do you think, Teddy, I got, do you think, um, I'm big into like a lot of the prop bets and stuff yeah. like this, even from, you know, the coin toss. I, uh, <laughs> my, my, I have one buddy who's his putting his 13 and five locks of the year on the line on heads. And, you know, I heard Pat McAfee's, you know, putting a boatload on tails <laughs> and, um, the over under in the, in the national anthem or, I just sure. mentioned sacks. Are, what are some of your favorite or there's some, you know, an interesting one. There's always the interesting one. Even the Gatorade, the Gatorade yeah. color on the coach is always interesting. Yeah, I can tell you that orange is the heavy favorite at plus 200. You know, the one that I really liked, um, and not just because I created it, was Matt Stafford passing yards against Jordan Spieth's longest drive of the week. And obviously Ooh. there were some odds there. Yeah, there were some odds. Awesome. Like Stafford, you are getting like plus 400. <laughs> The problem is, I don't know if you guys know this much about sports betting, but like every individual state has regulators, and we can only get that bet legal in the state of Colorado. So if you really like it, we're gonna have we're gonna need you to take a road trip um, in the next you know forty eight hours here. But a couple other ones that, that got my attention: Will either quarterback set the record for most passing yards in the Super Bowl? And the odds of that are. 50 to 1, 5 to 1, and that sounded great, except the problem is Tom Brady threw for like 5-0-5 against the Eagles a couple years ago. <laughs> but if you think one of them is going to have a big day, odds that one of them throws for 400 yards is plus 450. So, I mean, offenses are dominating, and I think that uh, 
you know, you could make a worse bet than that. Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet kindly joining us here. Teddy, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are live in what ten states now, and and the the popular the popular play seems to be the Bengals and the money line. Is 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 that a true statement? That seems to be the the popular play. You're full of truths. We are in ten states. New York was nine. Pennsylvania was ten, and that was yesterday. We got into uh, the Keystone State, so very good there. You know, I'd say this about the money line, no doubt. I mean, in terms of money line action, we see a lot more on the Bengals just because people don't want to, you know, go to minus 200 on the Rams. But if you're going to bet plus 165 on the Bengals, consider just, you know, taking uh, Joe Burrow for MVP at like plus 210. I don't know how many many scenarios there are where the Bengals win and, and uh, Burrow does not have a big game. So may as well uh, go for Joe and get uh, better than 2-1 to one on your cash. Now I saw a stat about um, both teams' field goals uh, over over one and a half and stuff like this. I guess the point is, is what type of game do we see this? Do we see it touching the over? Do we see it going offensive, or do we see maybe a little bit nerves and a little bit of that pressure we're expecting from the Rams' defense to apply on Joe Burrow to come into effect here at a lower scoring game than usual? Yeah, I mean, it opened at 49.5 and and it's down to 48.5. So I think a lot of bettors are looking at the Rams' defensive line and they're saying Cincinnati's not going to be able to run the ball and they just don't feel great confidence in the Bengals scoring a ton of points. So I'm laying off the, I'm laying off the total myself, but um, that is how people are thinking. It's certainly trending to the under. That said, you know, Right before kickoff, we know that betters love rooting for points, so it'll probably balance itself out, and uh, we'll take a bunch of action on the over. I'm a firm believer, Teddy, and if something looks very good, it's usually too good to be true. And and the one number that jumps out to me is the Stafford over 280.5, and and it just seems like money is pouring in on the over there. Am I overthinking that? I mean, that just looks like such a good play to me. But according to some of your numbers, people are really burying the over on that. I, I misheard you for one second. Spieth is here on in, in a in a line. He signed an autograph. Was that Stafford one and a half touchdown passes? What you say? Uh, no, the over two eighty and a half. Oh, for Stafford's passing yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people like that one. What people? What I love is OBJ MVP thirty three to one. Cooper Cup MVP early in the week was seven to one plus seven hundred, and that's. Uh, Modified now to plus 450. But, yeah, I mean, Stafford's, you know, having a great playoffs. And he obviously caught a break when he threw that Hail Mary and it uh, did not get intercepted. But uh, Stafford's been pretty solid. Well, since you're down, you know, this is how nice I am. Since you're down there at the Waste Management and stuff like this, my perennial producer here, is married to a golf pro. So, uh, Dorch, did you have any nerdy questions about literally – um, I got one is how loud literally is it at 16 in the, like, is that one of those sporting events you have to be a part of the 16th hole par three tee shot in, in Phoenix? I mean, I had the best time out there today. I uh, was out by 16 pretty much the whole time. It's hilarious how people are just cheering and booing. And, you know, then in between shots, they're, they're getting guys to do uh, the chug races and, there's just nothing like it. Like I've been lucky enough to cover a bunch of masters and it's just 180 degrees. Everything at the masters is hushed and, you know, nobody's looking at their phone <laughs> and here 
it's just a different world. I mean, the music is pounding and golf needs stuff like this because, uh, you know, this is the home of a lot of casual fans. This is sort of like Las Vegas meets the PGA tour. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, uh, Teddy, you might have my new favorite bet, which is the Stafford and Jordan Spieth driving. I, I love it. It sounds phenomenal. So I have, a, I need a little inside baseball here. Is Jordan striping it right now is when I need to know if I'm going to make this yeah. bet. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be like 330 or so um, on his long drive. I mean, it's a desert, right? And and he sometimes he hits those crazy hooks. Now, those aren't going to count, I think, for his long drive. I, I'm assuming the PGA Tour measures it, you know, just uh, in terms of fairway. But Stafford's yeah. going to have to have a hell of a game to, uh, to top that. Oh, it's a great bet. That's all I can say. Well, right, thanks, Teddy, Teddy. Before we let you go, tell everybody how they can be a part of uh, some of the great things going on with points bet. Yeah, I mean, Michigan was one of our first states. Points bet loves Michigan. So download the app, start betting. Uh, if anybody has any questions, you can just DM me at Teddy Greenstein. Um, use the Teddy G code and have a great time with the Super Bowl. Like, don't don't bet crazy. Don't bet what you can't afford to lose. But go through all of our offerings because we have, like, hundreds, if not thousands, of different ways to bet and just have a great time Sunday watching the game. Sounds like a plan. Appreciate your time, Teddy. And you know what? I'm going to ask the same questions as how have we not had this gentleman on a lot sooner. So <laughs> hopefully uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again uh, soon. But you can catch uh, Teddy and the rest of his points bet family dropping the lines. Hey, who knows? Maybe the line, line will move a little bit more, like you said, moving half an inch. So thanks for joining us. Uh, and uh, – Keep us. Uh, I like the fact you're at the golfing events. Like we can see how guys, if they're hitting it good or they're not hitting it good, before we put our bets in. So, thanks again, Teddy. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Love it, guys. Have a great weekend. See you. Bye bye. Thanks, boy. Teddy Greenstein, a points bet. All right, my favorite part of the weekend. What does Dorch not get to eat at Sean's house? What's in the bar? What's in the microwave? What's on the barbecue? Super bowl edition, which means. What are your favorite things to eat during the Super Bowl? When we come back and force your show, AM 760 WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. Oh, geez. The door, door, vacation, drinking on the job. Who never, knows? never, never, I never, never, never. I'm on vacation. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, Sean, I think maybe we turned him to this because he still has never been invited over, or yet will he? This ain't got to turn it, Eric. Don't go to the bottle. Trust me from a guy that knows. There's no answers in the bottom of the bottle, bro. No answers down hey, there. But I, I like the proposition you guys gave me, though, that if I come over and shovel Sean's driveway for, like, a month, I can come to one of these. That was a good proposition. And if oh, I was man, in Austin, I would take it. Snow K2000, bro, you, you were all set. That would have been the easiest. You would have made out. You would have made out like if that was if you were a GM, you would have just absolutely fleeced the other team. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Shawnee, Shawnee B, everybody wants to know biggest football game of the year. So, oh, there's got to be so many amenities, but what's on the grill, bro? You guys are going to be disappointed. You know what? Uh, wait, we wait, normally wait, have wait, about wait, wait, Sean, Sean. Yeah. Let me tell you and everybody at home. It's not a, the disappointment. It's not. It's not the right or wrong. Whether what it, no matter what it is, but there's a why to it, right? You're going to explain the why. So as long as we know the why, 
I'm sure no matter what it is, we'll still all yeah, keep it be positive, glad that Dorch Sean. doesn't get to I'm gonna come over. I'm going to keep it positive. I'm going to keep right. it positive. You, you guys you are right. Now, we usually have like 50 people over our house for the Super Bowl because it coincides with my daughter's birthday. The extra week in the NFL this year means that they move the Super Bowl back a week. So it's just us. It's just going to be the four of us. So I said to the kids, you know, because they're so used to so many people being over, I said, player's choice, guys. What do you guys want? What do you what do you want me to cook? Without hesitation, without hesitation, they said ribs almost simultaneously. So you know what? I'm just putting on a couple racks of ribs. I'm going to get like a, a big loaf of Italian bread and, you know, the kind that you split. And we're going to make like a homemade sub, you know, grab a bunch. of. I'm going to go out to the deli tomorrow, grab a whole bunch of different kinds of meats. So just a couple racks of ribs and like a big homemade sub. And it's just going to be the four of us. And we've never done that. So it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Holy cow, that sounds so good. I could see Dorch just getting uh-huh. so mad. He thought like something like you were doing like, I don't know, craft dinner or something like this and, and hot dogs in the boiler like at, at school. But no, that sounds absolutely delicious. It sounds simple. It sounds like you're going to be able to spend time, but it also, that's the, the cool part. Let me ask you this, Dorch. Do you have a favorite Super Bowl food to nosh on or... You look forward to Super Bowl uh, or football well, in general? I mean, I, I think wings. Wings are usually a top favorite. Look, I, I said the comment thing for you guys. Uh, this is one week. I, I, You know what? I'm, I'll always be upset that I can't come to Sean's, but I'm actually grilling this weekend. So Whoa, I'm, I'm what? Yep. Uh, I'm here in Texas. The, the brother-in-law went and mm. we, we bought these two very big pork butts, and we're going to put them in the smoker, and it's going to be uh, – I'm going to have my own little version of a Sean Belizean barbecue. Any advice there, Pitmaster Sean? Yeah. He said pork butts. He said smoker. I'm going to give him the advice. Leave the meat alone, bro. Let it do it. its thing. You yep. got it. Let it you- I, honestly, low and slow, Dorch. Don't, you don't have to look at it. It's, it's going to get there. It might take you 15, 16 hours if you don't wrap it. it and you know what? It's worth it. It's worth the wait. Yep. I look forward I to it, Dorch. So next weekend, I, I will expect a update. Um, I would even like quotes from the people that ate it. Uh-huh. Um, and you know that I can reach out to your wife and ask her, say, but I'd like quotes for it. You have the business um, phone number. You can find out from her firsthand. But, 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 I'd like, but I'm trusting you in our relationship that you're going to bring me what she said about it. And if I don't, you know, if I find it suspy at all, I owe it to the viewer or the, to the listeners out there and, WJR land to investigate. Uh, Brandon Blake, I know that you don't work past eight o'clock. No, ever. I am tonight. Whoa, whoa wait, what? Ooh, what? Whoa. Oh, yeah. off the training wheels, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I worked bloody them- overnight. <laughs> What's that? Eric's on vacation. I'm. I gotta work a little bit more. Wow. Uh, so, do you, sir? Let me go to you for the first time, Mr. Brandon Blake, on on the ones and twos back in the studio doing the overnights. What's in the microwave, or did you bring yourself something in? Did you prepare for yeah, well, your, your hungry belly later on? I subscribed to like one of those like meal prepping companies, and uh, I got like it's like sweet and sour chicken with rice, but it's like freshly made because I don't have time to cook because I'm never home because I live at this radio station, and uh, not complaining. I'm just throwing that out there. So I got one of those meal prep things, and I'm I'm eating that, and then I think I have like a protein bar, and that's about it. I'm trying to stay healthy. So, 
I, like, I, like I threw it. out I like my back this week, though, so it's been kind of tough. All right, Sean, how about you? Do you have a favorite that you look forward to, sort of a Super Bowl-ish thing? Normally, if um, we're having all the people over, I'm a huge pigs in a blanket guy. And and Ooh. the key to pigs in a blanket is you have to cook the pigs first. I never understood why somebody just decides that they're going to throw those those pigs in the oven. and Well, it'll cook. No, it's so much better when you sear it in, put it in the pan, sear that meat a little bit. You don't have to like go 1,000%, but get a little color on there, then put them in the oven. Mwah, love them. I, I just eat them by the handfuls. Love the pigs in the blanket. Two things for me: jalapeno poppers. Love them, and not and the nachos. Like the not that 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 yes, I'm that guy that that big nacho thing that's sitting there that extravaganza. I will go for the non olive type. But if there is black olives on there, I will not eat them. I will move them away. But the remnants of olive, I understand, is going to get in my palate. And I'm good with that because I'll shove enough peppers and all that other stuff in that big glob. <laughs> I'm the guy, right? Who's hey, got a napkin? Who's got the napkins? I mean, that goes through 8,000 napkins. and But that's what Super Bowl is all about. Yep. Yeah. You know what, Mac? It's a great day tomorrow. I, I just saw Brandon say... Uh... Uh, I'm going to duel in the D tomorrow. Should I expect a good game? I wish I could do do the double. I'm taking my son to his first game at Little Caesars. Uh, so we're we're going tomorrow uh, to see the Wings in Philly. Yeah, because that's at uh, noon. Well, right? you know what? Yeah, will you will you do me a favor and swing by Portal Ten and say hello and while we'll I'm do doing that. game day live? I will be down there doing game day live uh, on the Saturday. If anybody who's going to the games, Philly versus. Uh, so we're all going to be at LCA tomorrow at different points, except yeah, for I wish I could do a duel in the D. Double. Yeah. I really do. I got the daily double. I'm getting ready uh, right now as we uh, get ready to sign off and stuff like this. But uh, anybody who's out there, you got uh, that. I'll be down. Where are you watching the games, boys? Uh, I'm going to be at home. Like I said, uh, just the four of us. We've never, ever done it. We're going to have a blast. Just kind of chill out, watch hockey beforehand, and then uh, watch the Super Bowl. That's awesome. Dorch, you're down there. Good luck with your pork butt. Brandon, Brandon Blake, make sure you call your mom at midnight for the sleepover so she knows that you won't be home. For Sean Belize and Brandon Blake, Eric Dorch, I'm Darren McCarty. We will see you next Friday. Deuces.